above that which the individual experiences when moving without such an alliance. In my own uh, early beginning, I had a mastermind alliance of three people. I had an alliance with, my, with Mr. Carnegie and with my stepmother. And we through three people nursed this philosophy through the stages when everybody else was laughing at me and making fun of me for undertaking to serve the richest man in the world for 20 years without any compensation. And uh, there was a whole lot of logic to what they were saying, because at that time I wasn't getting very much compensation out of it in the way of money at least. There came a time, however, when the laughing was on the other side of the face. But that took a long time, and there was plenty of blood and tears shed, I'll assure you, before I got to the point at which I could laugh back when the people laughed at me. But the uh, relationship between we three people, my stepmother and Mr. Carnegie and myself, enabled me to offset all of this uh, fun-making that was thrown at me by my relatives and my friends and everybody who knew who, what I was engaged in. Now, there are times, you know, when if you undertake anything above mediocrity, you're going to meet with opposition, you're going to meet with people who will chide you and uh, poke fun at you, and uh, most of them will be right close to you, some, some of them perhaps your own relatives. You need some source to which you can turn when you're going to aim above mediocrity to get your batteries charged and to keep them charged so that you won't quit and the going is hard and so you won't pay any attention when somebody criticizes you. You know, criticism falls off my back just like a water off a duck's back, or more than that, like a, a bullet off of a rhinoceros' hide. <laughs> but I'm absolutely immune, absolutely immune to all forms of criticism. Whether it's friendly or unfriendly, it makes no difference to me whatsoever. I'm just immune, immune to it, that's all. And I became immune because of my relationship with certain people through whom I built up an immunity under my mastermind alliance. If it had not been for the uh, relationship with my stepmother and Mr. Carnegie, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you folks tonight. You wouldn't be here as students of this philosophy, and this philosophy would not be spread all over the world, helping millions of people. Because I had a million opportunities to quit. At least a million opportunities. And every one of them looked very alluring. And almost sometimes it seems as if I were stupid if I didn't quit. But this marvelous relationship, I could always go back to Mr. Carnegie, I could always go run into my stepmother and we'd sit down and have a little chat and she'd say, stand by your guns, you'll come out on top, I know you will. <clears throat> she once said, at a time when I didn't have two nickels to rub together, as my enemies were saying, she once said that you are going to be the richest member of the Hill family far and away, I know it, I, I can see it in the future. Well, uh, if you would uh, take all of my riches and put them together, I suspect that I have more riches than all of my uh, relatives put together for three generations back on both sides of the house. Uh, that's true. And my stepmother could see that. She could see that what I was doing it was bound to make me rich. Now, I'm not, I don't have reference alone to uh, monetary riches. I have reference to the, those higher and broader riches that you find when uh, you get to where you can render service to so many people. And the fourth premise, to be effective, a mastermind alliance must be active. It must be active. You can't just form an alliance with somebody and say, no, we, that's it, we've got it. I'm lined up with this person, that person, the other person, we've got a mastermind alliance. It amounts to absolutely nothing until you become active. Every member of the alliance has got to step right in there and start pitching. Mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, every way that is necessary. They must engage in the pursuit of a definite purpose, and they must move with perfect harmony. 
Do you know the difference between perfect harmony and ordinary harmony? Do you know what it is? How many of you know the difference between perfect harmony and ordinary harmony? How many of you have ever had a relationship of perfect harmony with anybody? I'll tell you the truth. I suspect that I have had uh, harmonious relationships with about as many people, maybe more people, than any person living today, beyond any question of doubt. But I want to tell you that perfect harmony in relationship is about the rarest thing in the world. And I think I could count on the fingers of my two hands all of the people that I now know with whom I have a relationship of perfect harmony. I have a speaking acquaintance, a very nice, polite speaking acquaintance with a lot of people, but that's not perfect harmony. I have a working alliance with a lot of people. That's not harmony, perfect harmony. Perfect harmony consists only when your relationship to the other fellow is such that uh, if he wanted everything you have, you would willingly turn...